world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. <laughs> Episode 458. Have I told you all lately that I love you? <coughs> Sorry. Sounds like a song, right? Mm. Sandy, what you, is that a maxi pad you're wearing? It to is. To protect yourself from the coronavirus? <laughs> I thought you that were a doctor. Work. That doesn't work? I oh. guess. It looks like one of them thin ones what, Just that the wings look funny on your wings. face. Well, you know, the wings are better because they hold on to your ears. It's, <laughs> it's, I like that. It's a heavy flow. I hope my trip to Europe doesn't get kiboshed in May. Uh, good luck with that. I'm going anyway. I don't care. Yeah. I ain't worried about no coronavirus. I drink Heineken. That's right. So, but a lime yeah. is good. Yeah. I don't drink beer. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so... <laughs> Wait, didn't you have warm beer when you went to... uh, No, it was apple cider. Oh, apple cider. In Ireland, yeah, in England, yeah. Is it cold or warm? It's uh, it's about 40 degrees, and they have a sweet one, and the unsweetened one has a little lager taste to it. Oh, really? I liked it. Yeah, but after two of them, I felt bloated, and I peed 62 times that night. (laughs) I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. Has it got a kick to it? uh... Uh, It's like 3.5% alcohol. I know, because you and I don't drink, you know, I mean, we're like... I... I went to a little Italian half a glass of wine. We're like shit faced. It's last night for my buddy Chris's 60th birthday party, and uh, everyone's like, "How's some wine?" I said, "No, I'm good. I'm good with water." Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't need to drink. You don't want me drinking. No. Tables no. and chairs will go through plate oh, glass no, windows. No, no, no. You on alcohol? No. So no. you bad enough. I'm in high demand lately. Are you? Yeah. So the other night I was on uh, politically direct with Professor Fernando Uribe. Episode 83, which was uh, – it's on Blog Talk Radio, and you can Google Blog Talk Radio or Politically Direct NJ, and uh, you'll see I'm show 83. I was on for an hour. It's funny because I spoke at the uh, Morris uh, – hold on one second, Matt. I was at the Morris uh, – Montville Tea Party speaking from 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock. Then I had to go in my car from 9.15 to 10.15 in a parking lot and do politically direct. So it was... So uh, you had to sit in a car in the parking yeah, lot? Yeah, I sat in a car, parking lot, smoked a cigar and did the show for an hour. And I had to pee like a racehorse. Of but course. That, you yeah. know, of course, because I had coffee and water speaking at the uh, tea party. So I'm on that show, the politically uh, direct show. And uh, this Monday, I'm driving it to New York City. And I'm going to be on the Larry Sharp Show podcast. And Larry Sharp ran for uh, mayor of New York City and the Libertarian Party. No. And uh, he's he's a really nice guy. He's pro-gun and all. And his website is sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, way.com, sharpway.com. Uh, I'll be pumping that show out uh, either Monday night or, or Tuesday morning. Everybody can listen to it. I don't know how long it is. I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see, but it should be pretty good. And then Friday morning, I'm driving down to Atlantic City, 
and uh, it's the New Jersey GOP Statewide Leadership Summit. Tickets are like $35 a day. It's a Friday and a Saturday. I'm only going down for Friday, and I believe it's at Harris. And you can Google it. Uh, just go on the njgop.org website, and you'll see the Leadership Summit. But at uh, 3 o'clock, Matt Rooney from uh, Save New Jersey is going to be interviewing me. And then around 4 o'clock, I will be the first ever Second Amendment speaker on a panel for the New Jersey GOP. Very nice. And a lot of this has to do with when I when I prodded Doug Steinhardt mm-hmm. a couple yeah, of months ago, right. and we exploded, and then we became friends. And then I had him have a fundraiser up here, and we've been in constant communication. So uh, one of his people reached out to me and asked me if I would be the person to speak for Second Amendment rights and what's going on in New Jersey. And I said yes, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy that I was invited. So I'm going to be down there. I'm probably going to get down there around noon on Friday, March 6th, and I'll probably stay till after traffic, like 7, 8 o'clock at night, yeah. and then come up because I have to work Saturday. Uh, but I think it's really cool that I was invited. And I'm hoping to represent well. And I'm hoping to, you know, Matt Rooney and I have been friends for about three years now online. He's a, a, a an attorney, political activist, and a blogger down in, uh, like, Cape May County. Mm-hmm. So we haven't crossed paths yet. So it's going to be oh. cool to meet him and a couple other of the, uh, you know, people that are fighting for our rights in New Jersey. So then on top of that, on Thursday, March 26th, I will be the keynote speaker at the Lincoln Day Dinner for the Essex County, New Jersey Republican Women and Montclair Republicans at the uh, Montclair Country Club. That's every year they have that. They have this every year, the Lincoln Day Dinner, and I'm the keynote speaker this year. And you can find that by uh, Googling Lincoln Day Dinner 2020.org. Can anyone go or do you Anybody have to be can attend. No, anybody no. can attend. The tickets That's are great. for sale. You can get tickets, you can get a table. Uh, I bought a full-page ad. I've had a lot of their members come and shoot at my mm. range. And um, the Montclair Republicans are the ones that fought with ANGRPC a few years ago with Scott Box spearheading at it because they had sent fl- anti-gun flyers out to all the students in Montclair. Yeah. And the Montclair Republicans and Scott Bach and the NRA got together and sued Montclair, and we won. And then Montclair had to send out pro-gun flyers to all the students, <laughs> okay, to show balance. And so the, the, the women in the Montclair Republicans are warriors, and the women in the Essex County Republicans, remember, they're outnumbered, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, But But they do this every year, this Lincoln Day dinner, and I'm going to be the keynote speaker. So I think it's really cool that I was invited for that. So I have all of this stuff going on. If anybody, you know, Anthony for hire here. If you need a speaker, <laughs> I will. Hire, yeah, yeah, I will come out and I will come out and speak. If you if you need me to speak, whatever the topics are with pro gun civil liberties or anything. Remember, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, obviously, I speak for the U.S. Law Shield all the time too, mostly with Evan Knappen, which right. is which is a phenomenal time. But those are uh, great seminars. Yeah. Uh, and I want to go, go back to Alfred Conti now. I know it was a lengthy show last week, and we got a lot of comments and everything. But the guy is obviously passionate right and he's bottled up because he's frustrated because the system doesn't work properly for a law-abiding citizen now i've gotten comments from people well he's so intense he probably made it worse you know he probably did but has anybody listening to the show ever been pissed off beyond beyond the point of return have we all not gone to that point? Could you imagine his frustration, his his daughter, two kids, 
One is special needs. His mom is elderly. He's retired. He's living on a fixed income. His car is 30 years old. Remember, he said like a 92 or yeah, something. something like that, yeah. and, and now, all of a sudden, he can't get the medical treatment or follow-up he wants, and he gets lawyers and serve papers, and it, it escalates to this point. So, you know, don't judge somebody. Put yourself in that position. But if you Google Alfred Conti, red flag, you will find a GoFundMe page. And a couple of thousand dollars were raised, by the way. Oh, I want to thank yeah. everybody that donated to $20, $30, anonymous. And some a lot of people that posted their names, I know them all. Yeah. You know, which I thought was really nice. And Alfred wanted me to pass a thank you to everybody who took the time to listen and hopefully learn from this. Now, this show, it's uh, March 1st. March 3rd is his court date, so we'll be following up on what happens uh, on the next week's show, probably, unless it gets uh, delayed or extended or whatever. But Google Alfred Conti Red Flag, C-O-N-T-I, and check it out. And if you uh, find his GoFundMe page, please um, send send him a few bucks. I want to talk about this uh, New Jersey sanctuary movement. Mark Cheeseman and all these guys that were on the show, Steve and Eric and and many more out there, and uh, Will Hayden in Sussex County, Parker Space, these guys are rocking and rolling. They got Monmouth County to become a two-way sanctuary. That's fantastic. Uh, You know, it's funny how they're getting to both ends of the state. The West and the South and the Middle's not kind of filling in yet. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a hard road. But you can find it, the info, nj2asanctuary.com. My buddy John Gyro owns a plumbing company. He uh, he became the coordinator for Passaic County. He was in the range shooting the other day. Oh, I told excellent. him whatever whatever help you need. <clears throat> I've literally printed out. That's a key county, too. Yes. Passaic county. Yes. I've literally printed out a 1,000 res- resolutions and information flyers and drop shipped them to all county, different county coordinators. Oh, great. You send me an email, Anthony, at Gun for Hire. I'll print your stuff out. All right. I know it's got to be one-sided. can't be two-sided. I know the deal. Just send me what you want printed out, and I'll support you. Uh, Warren County uh, Two-Way Sanctuary is probably going to have a meet-and-greet here. Uh, Scott and Eric and uh, Mark Cheeseman are probably going to do a statewide meet-and-greet. I offered my range for free. Unfortunately, it's got to be a weeknight, you know, because we're very busy on the weekends. Uh, if, it could, if we could do a Sunday night, but it's got to be after we close, 8 p.m., but my place is available. I will do anything that's necessary to promote this cause. Obviously, uh, there's debates on both sides whether it's going to have any effect. Yes, it's going to have effect because it shows you unity. It shows mm-hmm. activism. Yeah. Okay. You know, I got um, I put put a post on Governor Murphy's Facebook page the other day when he announced that he had cancer, and I put down that even though we are on different sides of the fence. I wish you a full recovery so we can continue our debate and fight against one another. And I got a large amount of positive responses. And then I had a couple of gun people <laughs> call me a sissy. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do? Wish I the mean, guy yeah, dead? Come on. God. It's just a Come on, it's, it's politics man. Crisis. It's not it's – not, this is one of the problems I find. It's just the, the, the polarity that goes on. And – Look, we're human beings first, and then we have ideological differences. That has absolutely nothing to do. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So we're not we're not doing that. Okay. So let me tell let me tell you something. Um, Let him get better, and let's continue to fight. On a positive note, um, the Second Circuit sided with the Trump administration, and the federal government can withhold funds. 
to New York City and seven sanctuary states. <laughs> New Jersey among them? New Jersey is among them. Mm. And, you know, Murphy just raised our budget like another billion dollars for a fair in New Jersey. And the budget contains the word free like 600 times. Because oh. everything's free. Yeah. Um, hey, welcome, you know, Bernie. Yes. And uh, it's interesting that this is going to hurt New Jersey again. Because we're going to have more tax shortages because we're not going to be getting federal grant money because we're a sanctuary state. In addition to the, you know, thousands of people a day who move out of New Jersey. Number one. one. And, uh, yeah, and all the retirees that move out. So it's it's going to get worse. Uh, You know, we're going to see what this election is like with Murphy if he runs for a second term. Who knows what his health and everything. This could be a reality check. Right. You know, you're in your 50 years old. You're worth three three quarters of a billion dollars, and you, you get cancer. Yeah, you Do you really want to be driving all over the state? <clears throat> I don't know. I I know for me, I'd be like, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Good. Yeah. But if he does run, we have the uh, uh, opportunity where uh, Mer- uh, Sweeney might primary him, and then we also have Doug Steinhardt might run. We know Jack Cittarelli is running already. Uh, Bramnick might be throwing his name into the hat. Wow. But what the big thing is going to be, obviously, is going to be taxes. Yeah. Because Murphy yeah. has been crazy with the taxes and the sanctuary cities and, you know, not getting tough on crime with illegals and criminals, only getting tough on crime with law-abiding citizens. So we'll see what happens with this. It's going to be an interesting cycle. Uh, but I think that the majority of the people are fed up with the, with the taxes, especially since the economy has been roaring. Mm-hmm. Everywhere for the except past New three Jersey. Years. Everywhere except New Jersey, because yeah. we're under. You know, Murphy wants to uh, raise a tax to raise money for minority-owned businesses to be able to open up. Well, if you stripped about eighty percent of the regulations away, yeah. and then if you right. reached out, and I posted this. If you reached out to people like me who are successful business people in New Jersey, because we have the secret recipe. You know, what the secret recipe is in New Jersey. No brains and balls. Right. You have to have no brains, but you have to have balls to open a business in New Jersey. Because right. okay? if you had brains, you wouldn't open a business in New yeah, Jersey. Exactly. Right. But I would gladly mentor anybody yeah. uh, to open a business right. in New Jersey. Exactly. I don't care their color, their religion, their sexual persuasion, yeah. or anything. Us gun people aren't all about that. And it is but, not easy to open a business in New cor- Jersey at all. Correct. You but have if, to know the inside. But rather than raise taxpayers, <clears throat> you know, here's a great way to do it. How about people that volunteer for a mentoring program with the state get like a $1,000 a year business tax break? Yeah. I'd spend much more than that on buying people lunches while I'm mentoring. Right. But as an incentive, could you imagine if a few thousand business people, let private sector handle it. So the government, mm. they're going to appoint a czar <laughs> of, you know, with 12 assistants, 18 <laughs> people in an office. And those are the only and, jobs that ever be correct, created. Correct. And yeah. they're going to shift, you know, $30 uh, million dollars over to that. Right. And you're going to get minority people going in there looking for help to open a business. And they're going to give them a pamphlet. Right. Exactly. Right? That's outdated. Yeah, an outdated pamphlet. You know, navigating... Yeah. Uh, Listing all the other government agencies that they can go and get pamphlets from. And by the way, uh, for our state, they should know, the Small Business Administration has a mentoring program. Yeah, they And do. it's not just for minorities. It's for yeah, everybody. It's for everyone. Because, you know, Murphy wants to start one minority only. To encourage minority oh, yeah, business, that, that, that doesn't separate people. Right? But you can go to the Small Business Association (SBA). They will help you draft a business plan. They the have retired people volunteer executive their corps. time. All yeah. retired executives yeah. and bankers. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with many in in the past. I wouldn't mind doing it when I'm 
when I'm retired, if I could ever retire in New Jersey. Uh, that'll never and uh, they will actually help you with a business plan. They will go everything with you. They have a network of contacts and everything. I used to meet with three volunteers for the small business administration at the uh, at a diner in Whippany. I'm, I can't, it wasn't the Whippany Diner. There's another diner on Route 10. And I used to meet there with a couple of guys. And let me tell you something. You've got guys in their 70s or 80s that are, are the shit. They shit together, right? Yeah, so absolutely. rather than do that, we're going to create another bureaucracy yeah. well, of course yeah because of no trickle down another 200 jobs of make work jobs no show jobs correct yeah. correct so marty from marty's v burger came in and he's like did he yeah he's like i can't he came in for the diversity shoot tony simon had a full house he did a really phenomenal job cnjfo was in the house did he and, bring burgers uh, no he didn't bring burgers but he brought another vegan this this is the guy who owns the vegan food court in the city very nice guy oh. and he brought his wife marty's wife and uh, Marty is, like, so thanking that we're plugging Marty's V-Burger. So he says that if he would like to offer a discount for all Gun for Hire members at Marty, should anyone schlep into Manhattan and brave the emotional challenges of ordering a v- 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 vegan meal. Okay? He says 20% off mention Gun for Hire or Gun for Hire Radio. Yeah, that's pretty good. So anybody wants no, to go? No, we still got to go into the city and do well, the show. Well, I'm going into the city Monday. I might kill 12 birds with six stones mm-hmm. here. That's pretty good. Uh, and I'll eat a V-Burger. I ate a V-Burger already. Yeah, Marty did, right? dropped one off. It was delicious. Yeah. Okay? Especially when you look at it. You don't look at it and go, ooh, it's going to be. Just taste it. Yeah. You know, you put ketchup and salt and pepper on. I could eat a. I could eat shoe leather. A shoe, yeah. Right. You know, That's the tongue true. of a shoe, of a work boot. <laughs> I have Timberland's home that I can make soup with. Pretty much. You put some barbecue sauce on it, we're good. Yeah. Correct. So, um, Marty's V-Burger. Check him out. You know, he's a really cool dude. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from this new Second Amendment um, uh, grassroots organization up in Rockland and all New York yeah. State. Yeah, yeah. Remember their website is the number two A. N-Y-S. So it's 2anewyorkstate.com. Check these guys out because let me tell you something. They are doing phenomenal things. They are now suing. They are now suing the uh, uh, the judges that denied people carrying Really? Yep. Individually? Yes, individually. Oh, that's very Because they didn't creative. follow the letter of the law, which I believe is... That's phenomenal. Put the heat on their feet and let's see what the hell happens. You don't normally see anything like that. So going back around the Supreme Court, so the Mark Cheeseman case is still sitting in the Supreme Court. The Rogers case is sitting in the Supreme Court. There's literally eight cases that are sitting before the Supreme Court right now. There'll probably be ten by May or June. We still don't know what the Supreme Court is going to do. But this week, uh, last week, Sotomayor came out and criticized her conservative judges of the Supreme Court, saying that everything is being weaponized to help Donald Trump because of all these federal injunctions, the way they're siding. So I saw a thing, Ted Cruz, before the Senate, said in George Bush Jr.'s eight years in office, in eight years in office, there were 14 lower court federal injunctions that affected the whole country that the Supreme Court had a rule on which the Supreme Court has been yelling at the Ninth and Second Circuit about this, stop passing injunctions that cover the whole country and focus on your district. Right. That's the whole right. country's our job. Yeah, exactly. Obama, eight years in office, 17 lower court injunctions that had to go to Supreme Court. Trump's first three years in office, 
55 cases with the majority <laughs> from the Ninth Circuit, which has an 80 percent overturn rate by the U.S. Supreme Court. A.K.A. the Ninth Circus. Yes, the yeah. Ninth Circuit. 80 percent of the cases that the Supreme Court takes from the Ninth Circuit gets overturned. Talk about activists and yeah, judges. Right. There's a great article in National Review that Trump has flipped the Ninth Circuit. He hasn't, in fact, flipped it. They still have like a two-judge majority, but the Ninth Circuit's like 25 judges. They don't rule all 25. They split them up, and they use a, like a lottery system. So you could end up with three or two conservatives on a three-judge panel. Yeah. So this is a big game changer. But Sotomayor doesn't like that the Supreme Court is siding with Trump on all this, but the, the problem that – like the Federalist Society has, is how did 55 federal injunctions mm -hmm. make it to the Supreme Court? Right. I think if Justice Roberts, if one of his testicles would drop, <laughs> he should send out a directive as the chief justice of the entire country stop telling these courts to stop <laughs> wasting yeah. our time right. and do not pass federal injunctions that are going to cover all 50 states. Yeah, right. We have better things Deal to do. Deal with your own stuff. Deal Correct. with your own backyard. 55 times already. Yeah. And if Trump wins again, we're talking five years. What's it going to be? 300? It's madness. Yeah. It it, really this is. Legislating from the bench is mm -hmm. not the, how the balance of the powers work. But nobody up until this point cared. Correct. It's not right. No. But it's okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Well, that was Whitney Houston. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, help me. No. For you. No soup for you. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always.
almost becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Are we back? Remember to follow me on Twitter. By the way, I'm still in Twitter Twitter Gulag. It's G-U-N, number four, H-Y-R. I am in Twitter Gulag. Uh, You can't retweet (laughs) my stuff. I am in Twitter Gulag. It's been three months, two months now or something. Um, You can read my stuff. Uh, but you can't retweet it. You'd have to copy it and paste it if you want to retweet it. Um, Twitter wants me to acknowledge a couple of tweets that were reported as hate speech, and I refuse to do it. So until I acknowledge those tweets... What do you mean acknowledge them? You have to chance them? There was a convicted pedophile in New Jersey that got 25 years. Convicted. Mm. I tweeted, I hope he gets raped and dies in prison. Someone reported that as hate speech. He wasn't charged or alleged with the crime. He was convicted, (laughs) and that was my First Amendment right. Right. So Twitter, a window comes up and says, this tweet was reported as hate speech. Our community guidelines agree. Please click here for your timeout. Like they give you like a 12-hour timeout, or your account will be locked. Well, I just disregard it every time I open my Twitter feed. (laughs) Okay, because I am not acknowledging that as hate speech. No. Knock me off the effing platform then. I don't give a shit. I'm tired of this. It's only hate speech if the left decides it's hate speech. Right. Okay? If they're offended, then I'm offended. You can't can't voice your opinion about a convicted pedophile. No. No. So I'm not acknowledging it. I refuse to acknowledge it. So I get messages from hundreds of people telling me, you know, this is perfect. I'm I'm a progressive. Because, A, I'm pro-choice, except on schools, guns, trade, health care, energy, smoking, union membership, light bulbs, plastic bags, Walmart, uh, big corporations, and what kind of food you can eat. <laughs> right? right? Isn't this what we've come down to today? That's pretty much, yeah. 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 Pro-choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm pro-choice, except for all these other things. Yeah. Right. I'm tired of it. You know, I'm glad I'm going on the Larry Sharp show because he's a libertarian. Yeah. So I refuse to acknowledge Twitter hate for hate speech because it's not hate speech. Because our community guidelines. But, it, but yeah, they're community, their community guidelines. guidelines. Yes. I mean, don't you understand? They're community guidelines. When Trump was elected, up. they beheaded him. Snoop Dogg shot him in a video. They're still on Twitter. Right. I said a convicted pedophile should right. be raped and die in prison. Right. And because somebody was triggered and offended, that person who was triggered or was offended should be raped and die in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should do a tweet about that. 
Yeah, then I'll be locked out can, completely. Can you get the name of the person who was offended? <laughs> no, they, of course not. Oh, wow. No due process, like a red flag law. Oh, no way. So I'm also Horrible. on Instagram, which is gun for hire spelled out. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, okay? I have a bunch of Facebook pages, but there's a fan page, the Anthony Colangelo fan page. I have like 9,000 followers. I'd love to get up to 10,000 followers because then I can make it a custom page. Oh, okay. All right? I've tried to get verified on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and I can't because I don't meet their community standards. <laughs> okay? People who sell weed and needle exchange programs are verified on Twitter. Okay. But not me. Okay? But not me. Maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Right? There, I think I'm picking up a trend. And everybody out there listening to this, listen to this. Here's some information for you. Sandy talks about our liberty being stolen from us all the time and our freedom. So let's take a snapshot. The United States, 120 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? When would that be, Sandy? 1900. Yep. So let's take 1900. In 1900, you didn't have to ask. This is a small sampling that I've compiled. In 1900, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to collect rainwater. <laughs> Okay. You have to ask permission now. That's right. You do. You didn't have to ask the government permission to go fishing. Right. That's right. Now you need permits and licenses and mother may I. You didn't have to ask the mother government. Mother may I keep this flounder. You, no. Oh, it's 29 that's inches tw- and a tw- half. No, it's got to be right. 30. That's Throw right. it back. Right. And here's a guy whose sole job is to make sure you and your family cannot eat. So... Shoot a squirrel in your yard in New Jersey with a pellet gun. <laughs> going to jail. Baby. A felony for discharging a firearm within right. city limits. And they will call fishing game for hunting something out of season. You will get fined, face jail time, and never ever to be able to get a hunting or fishing license again in your they, entire squirrels life. Squirrels have a season? <laughs> well, even though there's no season, they'll charge you for oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, Sandy, in 1900, you didn't need a permit to own property. Now you have to file a permit. Oh, that's right. You should do, yes. Or to do anything at all on your property. In 1900, you didn't need a permit to start a business. Oh, really? That's good. Nope. You could have just opened the storefront and opened a business. Supply and demand. Free market economy. Capitalism. You didn't have Remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. There's 15 different bureaucracies. In 1900, you didn't need a permit and a fee to get married. Oh, really? You went to a, if you were religious, you went Just to a religion and you got Justice married. of the peace. Yeah. Or... In 1900, you didn't need a permit to hunt. Oh, my God. Yeah, they would have thought that was insane because that's how they fed their families. In 1900, you didn't need a permit to own a gun. Right. That's right. right. I, when we were kids, you could get them in a uh, Sears catalog. In 1900, you didn't need a permit to cut someone's hair. Oh, yeah. Now you need, there's two different licenses, you know. Yeah. There's one with razors and one without. So when you go to Supercuts, that's a lesser license. Oh, really? You go to school for a couple of weeks, you'll learn how to cut hair. If you do shaves or trim them with a the, with the razor in the back of the neck, then it's a full barbershop license with permits and wow. the whole. Yeah. In 1900, you didn't need a permit to sell a product. Okay. That's in 1900, good. you didn't need a permit to sell food. Like if you grew tomatoes in your yard, you like today, them. you have to, if you're a roadside vendor, you're supposed to have a permit, right? right? And you can't. New Jersey is the only state in the union where you can't 
like bake cookies at home no. and sell them. No. 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 Uh-uh. In 1900, you didn't need a permit to protest, to peacefully protest. You could just oh, yeah, protest. You could just do it. Now you got to file a permit. Right, right. Rob Bermudez? Right, Mark Cheeseman? Yeah. Right, Scott Bach? Everybody right. listening here, we have to apply for the permits, right. pay for porta potties, pay for police yeah. protection. Yep. Not from us, but from no. whoever. Yeah. Uh, 1900. <laughs> That just think about what's changed. That's just a small amount right. that I can think of. Yeah. That a hundred in a hundred and twenty years. So I'm sixty. I'm oh fifty nine. So in half my lifetime, look what has happened. I bet you that existed probably. You know, when did it start? I wonder. When did all this nonsense? I, I think most of it started under uh, um, Roosevelt. Yeah, it's FDR. a whole tsunami strategy. Yeah, we, that, three three terms, three plus terms, right. stack the Supreme right. Court, I and think one term is wife ran the government. Yeah, so. yeah. So. yes. I think most of it happened under FDR. Yeah, uh, and then it just took off from there. There was a slight recoil in the fifties after World War Two, right. but then in the sixties it went right back on. Maybe it recoiled a little bit towards the end of Reagan in the nineties, but now we're full blown. Uh, yeah. socialism, and right. every aspect of our life is controlled by the government. Well, it's swinging back now to the 1930s, and that's exactly what happened in the 1930s. It was kind of interesting, too. I had a dis- discussion with my wife, who loves these discussions. Um, it's the, good she still talks to you, too. Yeah, well, she doesn't really. She just sits there like a mime. But, um, you know, you figure the what with each major incident, like uh, the Spanish flu in 19, you know, 1918, that when that cleared itself, we had the Roaring Twenties, right? So the everybody was so 20s. they were so beaten down by that, you know, a tragedy, well, a tragedy, but a, you know, something that something on that scale happens when forty-five million people die, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of free, and the economy takes off. Then socialism started to make its way, communism really, mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of that, and they crushed the economy on purpose, which. Brought us the depression, which, if you ask anybody else in other countries, what what did they call the depression, the Great Depression in other countries? It was just like the depression because FDR made it last so long. Correct, it became the Great Depression because he got to get away with murder while he was doing oh, it. Absolutely. He got to restructure and rechange yes, the entire totally, nation. People totally don't understand that, anything. right? The minute you have the minute you have a, a decline like that, which is what I'm worried about now, because you've got two black swan events happening. You know, at the same time, you've the got coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, you've and got COVID nineteen, and then you've got a communist who's leading the polls in the Democrat side. Did you see the meme? What's the difference between uh, socialism and democratic socialism? No. Socialism, they show a, a load of dog poop. Yeah. Democratic socialism, it has sprinkles on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh-huh, that's the difference. <laughs> Do you know why millennials are not having children? No, why? Their parents can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah. They call us boomers, yeah. but everybody that says okay, boomers never made a, an actual mortgage payment. Right. Okay. Oh, like Bernie Sanders, you mean, who has never held a job until his 40th freaking birthday, and the only check he ever got was as the mayor, and since that, he's been on the government payroll ever since? Read Profiles in Corruption oh, by Peter Schweitzer. I read oh, the entire goodness. book, okay? Oh, the yeah. reason he picked on all socialists and progressives is because it's they're the ones... so much. It's a yeah, low-hanging fruit. They're the ones that are 
they're the ones that uh, are always outspoken about graft yes. and self-lining right. their pockets, mm-hmm. and they're the most guilty. The, well, okay. that's the Marxist playbook, isn't it? You yes. Know, do point your finger and accuse people of doing exactly what you are doing. Correct. Correct. So I have to be at the. I'm the, I'm going to be on the Sharp uh, Radio Show, the Sharp Way, 8 p.m. on 520 East 60th Street, New York, New York. I don't even know where the hell that is. So, you know, Sandy, you might have to fly me in in the chopper. In the chopper. Yeah. Yes. What do you think? You can land on the east side. So it's the only way you're getting so, across so, town. So remember, time. guys <laughs> and girls, democratic socialism is poop with sprinkles on it. Yep. <clears throat> so you should all be very happy about that. Uh, and okay, what do I want to cover? And zoo animals. You get to eat zoo animals, mm. like they do in Venezuela. Mm, num, 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 num. And the gas lines, and you know this coronavirus. It ain't helping that China's not communicating with us. And I'm also worried about it springing open in North Korea because he doesn't care if everybody dies. Yeah, Kim yeah, Jong Un. Yeah. Well, it's going to make its way, of course. Yeah, but he will. He don't care if anybody if everybody dies. You think he cares? No, of course not. The uh, it's communism, dude. I mean, it's just it's just the way communism works. What did Stalin works. say? Kill one man, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Kill 20 million, a yeah. statistic. Yeah, right. It's a movement. At that okay. Time, yeah. It's really a statistic. Yeah. So, so it's interesting that <laughs> I want to read a couple of letters oh, while we're here. Oh, we got to wait, though, because uh, uh, we only got about, oh, 10 seconds left before uh, the break. All right. So we have 10 seconds left. Do not forget to check out Shooter's Gauntlet. Bob Ramo, he's looking for a used Another. space shuttle hull. <laughs> Shootersgauntlet.com. Bob Ramo. The helicopter's being set up as we speak. Shootersgauntlet.com in Monroe Town, PA. So it's getting warmer now. Maybe we can go up there and do long-distance shooting. If it, do they have cots that you could lay down on? Yes. A mattress for yes. us or something like that? Yes, he has a place we can stay. That's good. <laughs> because I ain't laying in the dirt. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher-level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe 
in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So, you know, we bought ourselves a Gatlin gun. Did you? Yeah, it's in the port. Uh, it's a 9mm Gatlin gun. It takes Glock well, 19 to, magazines. And unfortunately, because it's New Jersey, we can only put 10 <laughs> rounds per mag. So just as you start cranking it, <laughs> and it's done. But you know what's funny? Uh, people are like, well, too bad you can't have a 100-round mag. But if we had a 100-round mag, who wants to pay like $40? for? You, you know what I mean? Like People don't realize you're, all you're doing is converting noise into money. That's right. So, uh, but we have it here, and what we're doing is uh, Monday through Friday from 2 o'clock till 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If you come in that time and spend 100 bucks, you get a free 10-round mag. Wow, that's pretty cool. If you want more mags, they're $7 a mag. If you come in and spend $300 with a big party, you get three mags. If there's four of you in your party, you pay for one more mag, 7 bucks. everybody gets to take a whirl out of it. I'm doing it because it, th- that's the time of the day where it's the slowest. That's our dinner. You know, like, be- yeah, like yeah. after lunch and before dinner, right. Monday through Friday from 2 to 7. So uh, it's so a so way to kind of increase tra- traffic. Yeah. Yeah. A port opens up. Everybody can have fun with it. You know, you can videotape. And uh, Mike, the the crane guru, he came in with his uh, son, Ace, yeah. and he the kid did it. And you should have saw the look on his face, you know. Because <laughs> um, how often? do you get to shoot oh, a Gatling gun, God, right? It's and it's 9 millimeter. Right. and it's sitting on this tripod with wheels. I want to drive it through the car wash <laughs> on the back of my car so that you know what's going to happen. The guy's going to come out, armor all the tires and oh, shit yeah, it's, on yeah, the it's thing, perfect. you know? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, But it, it's just a little fun. You know, we have the 50 BMG here, obviously, and a lot of people do that. I don't recommend doing the 50 BMG if you're wearing a toupee because it, it knocked oh, the customer's yeah. toupee right clear off. No shit, did it really? Yes. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty cool. Gatling gun. I gotta see this now. Uh yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So anybody wants to come in Monday to Friday, two to seven, every hundred dollars, uh you get a magazine and nice. you get to bring it in the range and try it. I want you all to How try it. How long does it take to blow <laughs> blow like through the <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Man. So talk to me. Um I'm concerned because I'm supposed to go to this uh, – I'm supposed to go to Europe in May, and I'm going to NRA in April 14th. I'm flying down to Nashville. Um, should I be concerned about this uh, COVID that's uh, spreading everywhere? You know, one of the things that bothers me, I think, the most – and the reason we haven't talked about it on the on the show – 
Because you're ignorant? Is You don't want to. One of the things you don't want to do, especially as a, as a professional, is to create panic. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure why what, what the reason was. I, I happened to be on that uh, on that briefing uh, that day when uh, Nancy Messier came out and said insanity. Um, Tony Fauci now is trying to back down a lot of the nonsense that ensued after that. Uh, it turns out that you know Nancy Messier is uh, <clears throat> the sister of uh, uh, Rod uh, Rosenstein. Mm. So it, they're all inbred, man. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. But look, um, let's try to put this whole thing into perspective. Uh, we're not talking about Ebola here or anthrax. We're, you know, we're talking about a virus. Um, it's very similar to a cold virus, very similar to a flu virus. It just happens to be a novel virus, meaning only meaning that we haven't seen this thing before. Most times what happens in, the, in this particular transmission cycle is it comes from a, some sort of an animal reservoir. It's a zoonotic. Um, zoonotic? That's a word? Yes, it is. It is now. We just wow. made it up. Right? I dated a zoonotic girl once I, in sure the you, 80s. Sure you did. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> yes, I did. She had the pouch in the front and she everything. Had the, was, it, was it good? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's got, it comes from, you know, comes from an animal and it makes a transmission typically from animal to animal. And, you know, when you have open markets, things like that, that, you know, China's not the, you know, you notice a lot of things do come out of China in the Middle East. It's because a lot of the uh, the uh, the food is still alive when they're you know when they're selling it. Num 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 num. But num. stop and think of this. All right, the flu. Everybody, you know, people are freaking out over this whole thing. Um, when we talk about seasonal flu, back in 2018, uh, the 2018 flu season, how many people do you think died? In the, in the 1,600. In the, in the U.S. I don't know. 1,600. 80,000 people. That's it? Yes. But most 000. of them were sick or old, no, right? No. No. That's, mis- that's a misconception. Even you the ones that were choked 35 out. 35-year-old people who, oh. uh, who die from the flu. You've got uh, young children who die. You know, we keep, uh, we keep statistics specifically on pediatric deaths, and we separate them from the rest. Gotcha. Right? But stop and think about that. Now, here we have 60, what, 60-plus 60 cases, maybe, let's call it 61 by tomorrow, who knows, uh, of cases in the U.S. How many deaths have there been, right? Uh, carry the one. Two. The, so, uh, zero. Oh, good. Right? So we've got, call, They're calling it the Trump virus now, by the way, the yeah, mainstream media. Exactly, okay. which is just bizarre. It's, it's his fault. Go right. ahead. So um, 80,000 people died from seasonal flu in 2018. This year alone, 16,000 people have died from seasonal flu. But nobody gets freaked out. The markets don't drop. This is just a, you know, put it, put everything into perspective, right? So here, look, here's a couple of things that you can do. Everybody wants to know, what do you do? You know, forget N95 masks of, uh, because they've been sold out for a while. Um, you don't need an N95 mask. If you it, it, go out and get a P100 mask, it's a respirator. Uh, if you really want to do that, they're, they're probably nobody knows about those yet. We Should I to, fly with that? I don't know if I would fly with that. You know. <sighs> one of the one of the weird things that this you know I don't want to get too technical with this stuff. <laughs> 
It would be like a yeah, like a what it Star Wars, yes. Darth Vader type. Dun 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 That would be kind of cool. No, yeah. So that if I fly wear a mask that. like that, can I fly with a lightsaber? Yeah, no, I, I would definitely <laughs> fly with no, no. Just please don't do it by yourself. Let me come. <laughs> When we go to Blade Show. When we, oh, when we go to Blade June, Show, the three of us will wear them. Me, you, and Cy. That'd be wonderful. I, I thought Cy, I bought two well. and a half tickets Did you? Uh, for, the sh- for the show instead of three, so you and Sandy are going to have to fight it out. We'll just fight it out. Or we'll alternate, because I could pass for him and he could pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. So... I gotta buy him a respirator. Yeah, well, I mean, you ha- if you want to get, get like one of those bubbles that John Travolta a, was in in that movie a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, the Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna you do, that. do that. You could do one of those things. Yeah, but you're not gonna find N95 masks because it's all been hyped up. And if you do find them, they're supposed to be a dollar a piece. I've seen them sold for like you know a hundred bucks. Come on, seriously. Um, and if you have facial hair. It's not going to uh, – you need – the most important thing when you do don a mask for that is the, the seal against your face. Mm-hmm. So having facial hair, no, uh, if you don't have a complete seal on that. And if you don't know how to put the mask on and take the mask off, uh, no good. And if, you, if you're going to have a mask and you're going to be in that particular environment where you need that, where you're walking into an ICU unit where everybody in there has some sort of a contagious disease, uh, you'd probably want to wear a pair of, you know, some sort of eye protection too. Mm-hmm. Because the virus is spread by airborne contamination, right? So eyes are open and exposed. If you don't have goggles on, it's not going to work. Simple, simple stuff. Wash your hands more during the time. But also, put some moisturizer on your hands, too, because if your hands are cracked, that's how a virus or any bacteria is going to get into the skin. So common common sense. Wash your hands a lot. A lot of the, um, if you can find it, I don't know if they're, a lot of the hand sanitizers, you know, the alcohol-based hand sanitizers, mm-hmm. if it's got 65% um, of ethyl alcohol or better, that's the thing that would that you would use. Uh, of course, any of the other cleaners, surface cleaners, this stuff of I've talked to a, a friend of mine who is a virologist who's dealing with the disinfection side of this. And this is a very um, it's very easy virus to kill. It's an enveloped virus, which is the easiest of all the viruses to kill. So the hmm. problem is, is it has a nine day surface life on hard surfaces. So, uh, you know, you. I usually carry uh, benzoconium chloride wipes with me, little BZK wipes. But actually, the alcohol, the ethyl alcohol, has been proven a little bit better. Any kind of iodine solution type of thing, like a, a providine, that type of thing, is a better, uh, better uh, fight at killing this thing. But it is viruses. You can take a virus. Put it in a vial and take it to the uh, the North Pole, the South Pole, and put it there for a thousand years. Come back, open the vial, you're still going to get that virus. You take it to 104 degrees Fahrenheit, it kills the virus. Viruses love cold, which is why the seasonal flu tends to be spread a little bit easier in the wintertime, why we kind of call it a seasonal flu mm-hmm. and colds and flus. Um, also because the air is drier and colder. So the particulates, when a person coughs, they spread out more. Ah. Uh, any pilot will tell you that um, that airplanes will fly quicker and take off faster uh, in the cold than it will in the heat. S- virus, the particulates that of a cough will, in the summertime, get caught up in the humidity and drop down much quicker. 
So the chances are plus our behavior changes, which is the biggest thing for the spread of any kind of disease or contagious disease. In the wintertime, where are we? We're locked inside in, in masses, right? Um, one of the things that you you're not you don't have to be concerned like in a place your place is kind of unique in the sense that you have a a positive or a negative airflow chamber which is kind of like what we would call a laminar airflow um that is pulling most of all this stuff out and it, ex it exits you know you're filtering out lead and and smoke and that sort of thing well it's a very a healthy environment to be in. So if you came to a range like this, it's a, probably the best place to be, even if it's crowded. It doesn't really matter. You know, because everything's getting pulled out. Everything's getting sucked right out. Yeah. Uh, weird things, though. I think um, sleep is a good thing, too. Uh, get a decent night's sleep. I know it sounds kind of stupid, but and especially the first three hours before midnight is the most important part for the body to recuperate itself. Well done. But um, yeah, I know that's it's a. It's I go a to bed around midnight. Get up yeah. at five, and that's your that's your least uh, least better sleep. And, but sleeping is explains a, good thing, a lot, right? No, it doesn't. Be uh, quiet. They're listening. What? Yes, I know, right? This <laughs> is in your head. That's what a problem was. Uh, eat, but eat protein, animal protein. Sorry. Eat? Yes. Okay, uh, I can do that. Um, eat animal protein and stuff with vitamin K in it. That helps you know bolster your immune system. Sorry, Marty. Uh, but it's just the way it is, man. Uh, for all the vegans, uh, animal protein is probably about the best thing to consume. Uh, stay calm. Stress is, a, you know, a big issue. What about dragon? Is dragon good for protein? Dragon is good, but no bats, rats, cats, or snakes. Probably not a good right. idea. You know, right. the, the Chinese, are, you know, sorry. You know, and look, if, if the, for the preppers out there. Um, I don't know any Italian who you have to say to keep two weeks worth of food around, but if you want to do that, uh, you could do that. Uh, but most Italians, it's kind of like if all the Italians listening to the show are probably laughing their ass off right now. It's two weeks worth of food. That's like you're running low at that point. <laughs> um, but, you know, like if you have open cuts on your hands, um, those are things that you want to keep. A, I, I don't know if I'd use a Band-Aid, but this is stuff that you can get in the pharmacy called New Skin. I, I think even Walmart has it. I it's, have New Skin at home. Yeah, it's great. You paint it on the open cut. Um, there's a good product that I use. It's called Gloves in a Bottle. I'm not sure where the hell you get it. I think you probably would get it on at Amazon or whatever. I get samples of it. So um, it's really pretty good. It's, it puts a little barrier over the top of your skin, too. And just wash your wash your skin. Don't use too much hand sanitizer because it, um, you know, it, it it's very uh, caustic on the skin and it'll cause your skin to crack even more. But if you you know constant you know wash your hands not constantly, but and don't touch your eyes, don't touch your nose. You know, try to avoid touching your eyes and nose. I mean, these are all common sense things. The same thing you would use to protect yourself from uh, seasonal flu, which is much more deadly. Again, put it all into perspective, then this COVID-19 is proving to be. And um, that's all I got to say. Well, that was pretty good. That was really, really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I have a lot of travel coming up, business and pleasure, so I'm scared a little bit. I was just going to buy a body condom, but now it's like I don't have <laughs> They have that? I, I don't think they have that in your size, though. They can, they can, they it can, has to be six-foot-four condom, which is not exactly... You know, we did a couple of things this week. Uh, Rich Wagoner from Colorado sent a letter, and he goes, Comment on your recent air travel 
and not having your straw taken away. It's been a while, but I'm scheduled for tomorrow. But best guess, am I going to get uh, my Everyday Carry Phoenix flashlight or Rats Tourniquet confiscated? Rich, let us know. But, yeah, yeah, I've flown twice now with the uh, tactical straw. And uh, when we go to Blade Show, we're going to try to find some real badass ones. And they didn't even stop you, right? You no. think they're going to have the titanium ones? Uh, the, I hope that was the a titanium show? one I flew with. Oh, it was. It was from Amazon.com, but it, uh, Ken. Uh, oh God, Ken Edward gave it to me. One of our gold members here. Oh, yeah, he had it shipped to me here. Wow, that's cool. I like the one that is the um, the milkshake one, the milkshake but it's one. not going to pass. It's a half it's inch diameter and it's sharp on one, and I'm yeah. not, I'm worried about that. Especially if you sharpened it. Yeah, the other one's kind of thin, and you see I bent it. But I'm gonna uh, we're gonna find something in between these two, Sandy, oh, at yeah. the Blade Show. Definitely. Sorry, yeah, you can't see this, bitches. So I get this email from uh, Rich oh, M. You can't. We gotta wait. Oh, okay. Uh, Atenzia Kali, speaking of that, March 30th is their next pen and knife class. You should check it out. Uh, Jimmy is uh, scheduling for a full uh, NRA instructor classes, range safety officer class, chief range safety officer class. Holster draw is March 6th, right around the corner this week. And, of course, urban rifle, pistol, shotgun, urban revolver is back on the queue. Check us out at the Gun for Hire Academy. Follow me, like me, share me. You know, I could use some help from you guys. I'm out here pounding the pavement every day for all of us. Support those who support you. Uh, Facebook, Google, TripAdvisor, and Yelp. Facebook, Google, TripAdvisor, and Yelp. How about some five-star reviews, especially from you people who review things? You should be supporting me because I'm the only one out there that's doing it for you. Thank you all, and peace out. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Catholic media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Remember, guys, don't freak out. Just use some common sense. Take the normal precautions that you would if you were protecting yourself from colds or flu during the flu season. That's all you need to do. And stay away from bats, rats, and cats on the dinner menu. Don't feed to go shine.